1: Great to be back with you folks. Thanks for taking the opportunity to bring us in through your airways and your devices and all those things you do where we're just thrilled to be part of your day. What an opportunity it is to open God's word and uh, for us to study God's word and look at how his word helps those of us who are hurting and been through things. I think just about everybody in life. I, I want you to know we have a, a, a special friend of mine with us this week. His name is Dan Burke. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. So Dan has been a, a long, long time uh, biblical counselor, dear friend. We met, he actually came to a PTSD conference uh, some years ago down there at Southland Christian Camp. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy Dan. For those of you who watch our videos, now I've told you guys we have all the videos out there at WoundedSpirits.com. Click on TV show. Skip the in, skip the intro one for pastors. Just go right into the meat out there and enjoy that. Uh, you'll see Dan out there. Dan's got a little bit of a resemblance to Sam. Santa Claus, so you can't miss him. <laughs> and uh, he's even got a little bit of a lat. Did, did you ever do the ho 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 thing with any kids or anything, brother? Absolutely. Yeah, so more maybe not necessarily looking like Santa Claus as much as the fellow who played Santa Claus on the Miracle of 38th Street. I think <laughs> the original movie is the one that uh, you remind me an awful lot of, that particular Santa Claus. So I want to catch you up on a couple things. First of all, we have been greatly honored, beyond honored, uh, to have a dear co-host, Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie has been a phenomenal co-host co-host here on this uh, this podcast she's she's been a, a great. Person. Her legacy is real. She's helped a lot of folks to include me. And we're just so thankful for the three years she spent on this pod- podcast with me. I'm just uh, beyond, uh, beyond thankful. Now, Stephanie has stepped down. There's some, uh, her health is uh, a little bit bad right now. Nothing uh, long term. She's not terminally ill or anything, uh, but she does need some time to heal. And uh, so join me in praying for Stephanie's healing as well as some good news here stephanie has uh become engaged she is engaged to be married so she wishes to you know move on with her life in that direction and and we're so thankful for that we're we're thankful that god brought her together and uh and again we just we just love stephanie we're so thankful that she was part of this podcast And dan i actually think you met stephanie and and got to know her a little bit when we were filming the tv show
2: i did i did when uh, when we were doing uh set of videos in South Carolina, a uh, godly woman, wonderful woman. Enjoyed getting to meet her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Well, uh, if you hear this, Stephanie, best of luck to you. We do love you. And, uh, uh, we pray that God would bless you each and every day of your life. You know, so, Dan, one of the things we do here is uh, as we go through this podcast, we have a word of the day. And uh, our words, it's not real scientific in the which we, in the ways we come up with this. As a matter of fact, I would, just so you folks know, I was explaining this to Dan uh, just a couple days ago that we kind of grabbed this list of words and wherever they hit, wherever we ended the last one, we start the next one. Uh, so today's word of the day, it's something we want to talk about as we get going is paranoia. And really, Dan, too. You know, another word, maybe a closer biblical word or something, and I'm going to give you your chance on this, but I think insecurity comes to mind. I think a lot of different things come to mind, and uh, uh, the Bible gives us some hints right here in Proverbs, something we studied together here. It's a trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not. Onto thine own understanding. For God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So when we think of insecurity or paranoia or whatever word was next on the VA list of words that are associated with PTSD, I think one of the things that comes to my mind, Dan, is, uh, you know, we need to accept God. Uh, We need to fully accept his plan for our life. And, and, And what are you thinking, dear brother?
2: Well, uh, you actually touched on one of the verses that I uh, had in mind. Many of the issues that people face when I'm counseling them uh, is, is like paranoia in that I think it has its basis in fear. Yeah. And the verse that you just read from Second Timothy 1, 7, it says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So the question is, where does it come from? Yeah, <laughs> And the obvious answer is it comes from the devil. Uh, if it doesn't come from God, it has to come from Him. And we have to understand that there's two types of fear. There's the emotion of fear, and that's, that's an emotion that protects us. If you walk across a path and see a rattlesnake in the path, and you have a spirit of fear, that's a good thing, yeah. or, or an emotion of fear. So the emotion of fear is good. What's not good is the spirit of fear. And the best way I can characterize the spirit of fear is all those times that we say, well, what if dot, 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 what if dot, 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 we we anticipate, we speculate uh, that something bad might happen. That's the spirit of fear. And that's not what is from God. It's from the devil. And we know from John 8, uh, verse 44, it says that uh, the devil is is the father of all lies. Yeah, he is, and yeah. and he will lie to us and cause that spirit of fear, uh, and cause us to think. Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Oh yeah. Uh, so paranoia is really nothing more than uh, an emotion that we experience uh, as a result of the spirit of fear.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a so paranoia is really the state of fear. So, uh, you know, we're always telling people, uh, Dan, that, you know, if, if I guess the best way to say is we got these triggers, we got these things that set us off. And Mm -hmm. if something makes you really afraid, if something's come into you uh, recently and it's really causing you problems or something like that, that's the place you stop and you say, is this? the cause you know and then and then another problem i think with the state of fear uh one thing that we always tell people and have for the last three years is uh, that wonderful verse over in philippians 4 8 finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest so stop and say is this true is this honest? Whatsoever things are just, is this just? Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. So and if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So God wants us to stop sometimes and say, hey, is this real? Is this something I'm going through? You know, is this something uh, that's in my mind that the devil, what Dan had so aptly said a moment ago, uh, what the devil has, quite frankly, uh, placed as a stumbling block for us. Uh, and, and I, the spirit of fear, I love your answer there, brother. The spirit of fear equals bondage for a Christian. And uh, or anybody in that case. So so it's really important. Thank you for that. So we, we find ourselves, we're back in the book of Proverbs, so we continue on. We're moving on, same plan. Uh, we're going to finish the book of Proverbs and go right into narcissism and uh, take some good time on that. And uh, lots of people lined up to talk about their battles with narcissism and things of that nature. And But we look here at verse number 18, and uh, I want to put 18 and 19 together. It says, As a madman who casteth firebrands arrows and death, so is the man that deceiveth his neighbor and saith, am not I in spirit? And, uh, you know, here we got this guy, He, he this madman's throwing, you know, fire and arrows and death. He, he's out there just uh, slinging these things and deceiving people. And then he's saying, you know, hey, this was just a joke. I mean, I, I, Dan, as I look at this and, you know, as, as I search for wisdom in these words, what comes to my mind is practically i know people like this mm-hmm. i know madmen like this and we got to be on lookout right
2: yes it's an issue of discernment um, you know trust is something that has to be earned and developed over time and if you know it's like that old adage that says if it sounds too good to be true it probably is well if if the lord gives you some sense of i'm not sure what he's saying is true then trust that and give him time to prove himself.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. and uh, and, and you know, sometimes that small, still small voice, the Holy Spirit of God in dwelling in the hearts of those who saved, that still small voice saying, "Hey, dude, what are you doing?" And, and then we look at, I want to I want to add three verses together here, Brother Dan, uh, or Dan, as we go forward. It says, where no wood is, there the fireth go out. So where there is no tailbearer, the strife ceases. As coals are a burning coals and wood to fire, so it is a, con, a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of the tail bearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. And, uh so we think about that. They go down into the innermost parts of the belly. This this is saying a lot. This is speaking volume here to us uh, as as we go along and, and, and we move at this. And, you know, I come to this and basically, okay, if there's if there's not going to be any wood, you're not going to have a fire. I guarantee that. You know, I suppose people <laughs> out in the desert who want to start a fire when they're freezing in the middle of the night. And where there is, and then just looking at this verse before we go to break, Dan, and it says, and where there is no terror. Tailbearer, tail bearer, or, or where there is no gossiper, or where there is, you know, and again, trying to put this in a practical term, uh, you know, strife ceases, you know, the, the bad stuff ceases because there's no one out there bad mouthing and saying things and doing things. And so I, I think we're, as we look at this verse, we need to say to ourselves, you know what, folks, we don't need to be the wood that starts the fire that causes strifes in, in, in people's homes and people's lives and, and those types of things. We need to be the opposite of that. We need to be uh, the person that puts out those fires, that doesn't live for it. Because if there's, no, uh, if there's no strife, if the strife ceases, if that's a good place to be. Hey, folks, listen, hang with me. We'll be right back. We'll go ahead and let these radio stations identify themselves and do what they need to do. Well, it's great to be back with you. As we looked at this, uh, Dan, and we're talking about this and that, that first verse, and then going on to that second one, and it says, "Where no wood is, uh, that no fire goeth out." So, where there is no tail bearer. Uh, the strife sees the verse 21 says as coals are burning coals and wood to fire. So is contention contentious man to strife. So it's talking about that man. And then in 22, it says the words of a talebearer are wounds. They hurt people. Mm. And they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. I'll tell you, brother, I I don't go a few days without some hearing about somebody who's bad-mouthing me or misrepresenting me. And these are the same people that, you know, won't pick up the phone and call us or or anything like that. How how do we deal with this, Dan? I mean, how, how does something like this get dealt with?
2: The book of James tells us a lot about the dangers of the tongue, things that people say. And, um, uh, I always like, uh, in Proverbs 18, verses 13, verses 15, verses 17, i uh, say something very similar, and that's that oftentimes there's two sides to every story. Uh, many times in counseling, I've had a spouse come in and tell me these horrible things about their spouse, and I'm thinking, man, this person's in a horrible way. And then I talk to their spouse, and I, as Paul Harvey used to say, and now the rest of the story, and and so you really need to hear both sides. And I always tell people: if you hear something bad about someone, see if the person that's telling you that is willing to go with you and talk to the person. Uh, and if they're not, then they're just as this. These verses say they're a talebearer. They're just simply trying to cause trouble and strife and and stir up contention, and and that's not a good thing.
1: No, it's not. And you know, somehow in 2022, somehow in this life, we live somehow where we find ourselves, people are wanting to, uh, cast villains and heroes. You know, Mm -hmm. if you look at life, I mean, I, you know, when I counsel people, when I come into a story and and I find this out as time goes on too, um, people are, you know, they they always want to make a villain out of the other person. And, um, and, and they always um what they kind of want to be their own hero i you know i want to be careful in how i'm saying that because i i'm not necessarily thinking that all people mean this i think we got to be careful uh, yes you know because not everybody needs to be needs to have a villain for a hero to show up on the scene you mm-hmm. know not everybody and and This is almost scary. As I read these verses last night and prepared to, uh, to talk about this, what came to my mind. And one of the, one of the big things or defining things in my life, my father was a jerk. I mean, there's, I don't know if I've ever told you a story, Dan, but you know, dad was one of those guys who was abusive, never quite, I think, suffered from PTSD. Don't know, you know, no excuse for what he did. Unsaved beat mom, beat the kids, all that kind of stuff. And it could have been real easy, um, you know, for mom to turn him into a complete villain for the rest of our lives. Sure. And uh, she didn't, she chose not to, uh, Mm. and he would show up every few years, you know, and, and then it would have been real easy for mom, you know, a stepdad came into my life. It would have been real easy for my mother, I think, uh, to make him the hero, but she didn't have to, you know, God had done that. And I think, you know, I think we need to be very, very careful Uh, that every story doesn't need a villain and every story doesn't need a hero, and that God is our hero. That's good, yeah. I think, I think that's a a place we need to go. I think that's something that somehow needs to fit into our lives so I'm, I'm not necessarily sure how all that goes but i was thinking about a couple things i wanted to run by you as we talk about this body of scripture we looked at and I, I don't know about you dan but there was a short so i was on active duty then in the guard then went back on active duty and and, and in the short time in the guard I'm telling you, we always wanted a fire, you know, when we were, when we had a, a, a two week thing or, uh, you know, our annual training for that annual training there, or we were coming back from an overnight weekend or whatever the case may be, we always wanted uh, a fire. People like fire. People like heat. Sadly, I think, dear brother, is people like gossip. People like oh, and yeah. This is what concerns me. And this is what I'm trying to get at. I, You know, I'm probably the worst guy ever at analogies. But th- this is what I'm trying to get at, I think, Dan, is, you know, if we don't listen, if we don't buy into, if we don't call up looking for gossip, if we don't, uh, you know, maybe it'll end. hmm Sure. You know, so I used to work with people, and I'm telling you, you could see rumors. So I worked. At, this is a study. I could do a leadership book just on a job I had for three <laughs> years at Department of the Army, and in DC. It was actually in Alexandria, Virginia. It was in the old Hoffman buildings, but it was called Department of the Army, and uh, we would do all orders, you know, transfers, you name it, anything personnel. We did that was our job, and. I got to tell you, brother, you could, you could actually watch the inner workings going on in there. And there were some people I had, I had, so I was the NCOIC of two offices. So there was, you know, one office of, uh, you know, 15 people, another office next door, 10 people. And there was so much politics. There was so much going on, uh, that if you, if, you know, if we were not careful, uh, I mean, you could find yourself in a position where, uh, man, rumors could start, rumors could spread. And and some of the ladies and gentlemen I worked with were good at that. So I had a gentleman on the other wall, on the other side where these about 10 people worked on the other side and they all worked just MOSs. All they did was check MOSs or jobs every day to make sure the numbers were right. Then on my side, it was a higher, they got paid a little more money. Well, the people who didn't make as much, the 10 people who were entry level couldn't stand the people who, weren't entry level. So there was almost like this class, <laughs> class gossip going on. But I mean, that's, none of that brought God any honor. Absolutely not.
2: So Absolutely not.
1: have you found yourself, I've done this. Have you found yourself counseling somebody who's just reacting to a rumor?
2: Oh, all the time, all the time. And and that's why, um, as I said before, I always, say, well, let's go and talk to this person together. Uh, And most of the time, if they're a person like is described in these verses, um, they don't want to do that because they know that the truth will come out. And uh, the truth is usually someplace in between the two different sides. And uh, uh, so, again, that's why those verses in Proverbs 18, I like, because it says, you know, you talk to one and they, they seem right. And then another one comes along and and kind of gives the rest of the story.
1: Yeah, and the rest of it. Boy, we need Paul Harvey in a lot of places today, <laughs> don't we? So, brother, tell us a little bit. So uh, instead of hopping into another verse with these next few minutes, tell us how you ended up in biblical counseling, just how that all worked out for you.
2: Well, um, uh, I did have an undergraduate, a graduate degree in, in counseling psychology, and um, uh, that was because of my, uh, nature that God gave me that, uh, I wanted to, uh, help people. I was not a Christian at the time. And, uh, after I became a Christian, um, I started seeing a lot of the things that had its basis in, in psychology and psychological theory. And I began to see psychology more as a religion than a science. Yeah. And, and, and I, I stumbled across what was called nothetic counseling or biblical counseling. Yeah. And, uh, it, it intrigued me and I began looking into it. And, uh, I got to a point in my life where I wanted, I wanted to know exactly what God wanted me to do with my life. And I, I began praying and, uh, without taking forever, uh, God called me, uh, to this. So I went back to school at an, at an older age and, uh, uh got a, Uh, master's degree in in biblical counseling and uh, uh, have been working in biblical counseling because uh, in psychological counseling, the the data shows that somewhere in the neighborhood of 30% of people are helped by different approaches to psychological counseling. I've found, and I've found it to be true after decades now of biblical counseling, that God's word works 100% of the time. If we're willing to do what God's word says, yeah. So, uh, so that that's why uh, my passion is is biblical counseling because it's not about me. I, I, I'm a nut job just like you, Doug. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any anything good to tell you, but God does, and uh, I'm I just put myself in a position for Him to use me to share uh, the truth you know, with people from God's word, and if they're willing to accept it and act upon it. I see their lives changed in miraculous ways.
1: Well, that's wonderful. I, you know, and I'm really glad you pointed out that I'm a nut job, too. <laughs> and, uh, I, <laughs> I think people probably know that. Yeah, by now, but... I think they picked it up. So we started this whole thing out today, and we, our word of the day was paranoia, insecurity, fear, is kind of where we ended up on that, and we reminded everybody, God does not give us the spirit of fear. Dear mm. friends, God has not given you the spirit of fear today. If you have the spirit of fear, you just need to talk to the Lord. Get a hold of us if you want, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We are beyond honored. We get to come across your earwaves. May God bless you. And we look forward to talking again real soon. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today.